Hello, you're listening to The Raphael Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and as always, I'll be reading a letter from the Archangel Raphael to a guardian angel named Shariel, who's protecting a young woman named Sarah. Today, in Raphael Letter number 12, the Archangel is writing about the spiritual merits of embracing our current state of life. After the letter, we'll read through the meditation questions to help us better internalize the spiritual truths contained within the letter. Stay tuned on Sundays for new episodes, and be sure to click the follow button to not miss out. Click on the link in the show notes, www.gmdantes.com forward slash the Raphael Letters to read the entire letter and follow along. And while you're on my website, I also encourage you to take a look at my children's book series called Aria's Adventures. You can get the first few chapters of that book for free on my website. Hope you enjoy them. Now, without further ado, let us read Raphael Letter Number 12, The Other Side of the Fence. Most Beloved Shariel, I understand what you mean when you say that Sarah has become obsessed with the vocation of marriage, though she has only just begun to date a young man. This obsessive behavior, unfortunately, is very typical among humans. As soon as they reach one state of life, they are uncontented and restless. Children long to become a big kid. Teens wish to be away from home and become independent adults. Adults yearn to find someone to love. Those in a relationship wish to get married. Those married desire to have children. And those who have children wait anxiously for the day when the peace arrives as children leave the home. And everyone in nearly every state of life often wants to return to a previous state of life. Certainly, it is not wrong for a human to long for something they do not have. There is much spiritual benefit to this, as it requires persons to trust that God will give them the desires of their hearts. And the Father does want to give them the desires of their hearts. As the incarnate Lord himself said, quote, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? So if you, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more... Will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Luke eleven seven to 11 Humans don't realize that God wants to give them gifts more than they want to receive them. So the problem is not with the humans wanting these future goods of marriage or children, for example. The problem is with the humans not resting in and being grateful for the goods of their current state of life. Teens want to be adults, but they don't recognize the joy of being free from the obligation of adulthood. 
Those unmarried hope to be in a relationship, but they remain blind to the many goods that can flower from being freed from such a commitment, such as pursuing their career or volunteering for a local ministry in a way they could not easily do otherwise. Those in a relationship so quickly forget the joy experienced through that growing ache as love pours out into the human heart on account of the slow unveiling of their beloved. Most want marriage right now. Those who are married then disremember the joys of connecting with one another deeply, of the hope that they might have children. And those who have children forget why they long for marriage and children as they desire to experience peace of mind. In every state of life, there is so much goodness to be found, but often humans want to skip onto the goodness that they don't have. To use a human euphemism, quote, the grass always looks greener on the other side of the fence. It might actually be very green and good beyond the fence of their current state of life, but there is so much goodness in their current state that they are often not seeing. Gratitude is the key to them in seeing and drinking deeply of the joy to be found in their current state of life. If only humans would see what God has given them and delight in that first. Many Christians know the scripture verse, God will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, 4. But they forget the other half of the psalm, that they must first, quote, delight in the Lord. As the incarnate Lord revealed, quote, seek first the kingdom of God, and everything else will be added unto you. Matthew six thirty three. God wants to give humans their desires, but how will humans ever take delight in those things if they can't even take delight in what the Lord has given them? How can they take delight in the world if they do not delight in the Lord, who gives all good things as a waterfall gives water? It should be noted that humans long for different states of life depending upon their culture, their temperament, or their gender. You should be aware what Sarah's temperament is, and you should note how her feminine body and soul affects her longings. Concerning gender, women, because they were made primarily for connection and intimacy, tend to long more for marriage, while men because of their natural ability to compartmentalize and separate themselves from others, tend to desire adulthood more. It should be noted that in this way, women reflect union and connection among the persons of the Trinity, while men reflect the distinction of persons. Some humans try to claim that men are greater than women, or women are greater than men because of this distinction. But this is a deception from the enemy used to divide his children. Is the great I am greater because of the distinction of persons or because of unity of persons? Can love even exist without both unity and separation? It is absurd to think of such a thing. 
I recognize that you might have further questions about this gender difference in temperament. Humans are very different from angels, possessing many levels of complexity. I will try to write further about this in a future letter, but for now, this will have to suffice for understanding Sarah in this way. Now, concerning her culture, if Sarah is from a cultural background that values independence over intimacy, that Sarah may be inclined to pursue adulthood. If her culture values family and connection over independence and personal growth, then she will long even more for marriage. It should further be noted if Sarah is of a more driven and independent mindset. If she is, then she will desire adulthood and autonomy. The reverse, of course, is true if she values connection and family over independence. I mention this so you are aware what Sarah will most long for. If she is particularly disposed to desire independence, try to bring to her mind the goodness of friendship and connection. If she is particularly disposed to friendship and connection, try to bring her mind to the goodness of independence and personal growth. Naturally, she will cling to one and avoid the other. Though to thrive and become saints, humans require both individual thriving and connection with others. Mostly, though, lead her to gratitude, which is the doorway to joy, hope, and the fulfillment of all given desires. I will pray Sarah enters into that desire and that God strengthens you in your mission to guide her. Servant of his healing spirit, Raphael. I hope you enjoyed this letter titled The Other Side of the Fence. In it we learned how we tend to desire a state of life that we do not currently have. The point of these letters is to bring some spiritual awareness to what is going on around us. To help us enter more fully into these letters and their unique themes, I have composed the following meditation questions which you can find in the show notes. While I encourage you to write down your answers to these questions in a notebook to help you engage in them, I recognize that not everyone has the time or freedom to do that. So if that is the case, then as you listen, I recommend paying particular attention to your answers, perhaps saying them out loud if you are alone, or repeat them to yourself in your mind. The purpose of this is in order to create greater awareness of our guardian angels throughout the day and week, that we might do what St. Paul encouraged us to do. Pray without ceasing. Let's reflect on those questions. What is the spiritual reality that I am now more aware of having read this letter? What is something I wish I could say to my guardian angel right now? Is there something I could thank them for? What is a struggle that I wish my guardian angel could help me more with? Guardian Angel, can you help me more with this, please? 
please pray for me on my behalf that God's grace might be poured into me to aid me with this. After looking at this letter, what behaviors might have to change? Or what sins do I need to repent of? What is this state of life that I long for at this moment? Why do I long for it? God, can you please give me this when I'm ready to receive it? Am I inclined more towards desiring independence or connection with others? Might I have to work harder at being grateful for either independence or connection with others? What are the good things that God has blessed me with in my current state in life? Thank you, God, for allowing me to enjoy this period of my life. Please help me to remain grateful for it. What other things in my life am I grateful for? I'll give you a moment. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us, hear our supplication as we cry to you that we may always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule, to guide. Amen.